0: hello and welcome to our third episode of the facebook ads podcast produced by the texas hill country podcast network i'm your host andrew gay along with my colleague here chris Tamke. and uh in our third episode we are going to expand upon the concepts that we laid out in our first two episodes specifically the blue ocean so this will be part two of the blue ocean discussion Uh, with chris here so i have chris with me here today and uh, let's jump right to it so chris good to see you again thank you for for being back on the uh, podcast and look forward to talking to you today you doing okay
1: doing great man i appreciate it
0: yes sir yes sir so i'm really excited to continue our discussion here you did a great job of explaining in the previous episode what a blue ocean was and kind of from a marketing standpoint online marketing standpoint if you will specifically within Facebook. Uh, so I really enjoyed your explanation there, but let's take it a step further and kind of go down the rabbit hole if we, if we will. Um, so how do I, if I understand the concept of a blue ocean and I'm willing to step into that space, how do I as an advertiser or someone that wants to run an ad on Facebook, how do I determine parameters, um, that that Facebook gives me to use to try to target people for ads?
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So I think really the best place to start is is you have to know exactly who that blue ocean is. And a lot of um, a lot of people don't. You know, we think we know who our ideal customer is, but have we really sat down and really figured out who that is? And to do that, um, a good way to put it is um, how do you have a unique solution to someone's unique problem? And if you have a a solution that maybe works a little bit for everyone, uh, we haven't really pinpointed that blue ocean. And I like to use, I have like this right here. This is a set of, of profiling questions that I use. Okay. It's one of those things that no one wants to do. Uh, no one wants to think about these things, but there's, there's 10 questions. And the, what keeps them awake at night?
0: Yeah, let's hear okay? them. Go through them if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, What are they afraid of? And like we've talked about before, unfortunately, fear is a bigger motivating factor than hope is. For instance, like, like we've talked about, the fear of losing money in the stock market is a bigger motivating factor than making money in the stock market. That's just the way that's our human nature. So Learning what those things are in your ideal customer, what what are what are their deep down fears? What are they really afraid of? Because that's really what motivates them. Uh, what are they angry about? Is there is there any kind of anger? Is there any kind of resentment out there? Uh, this is probably my favorite. What are their th- their top three day frustrations? Or put another way, what what is their three least favorite things about their day? That will that's going to uncover a lot of pain points in their life, those top three things, Uh, what, what trends are occurring uh, in their life, in their business, uh, the the, that's, those are kind of hard to figure out. And that's why it takes a lot of contemplation in this category. This right here is more important than anything you could possibly do on the technical side of things. Um, What do they secretly and ardently desire the most? It's like really tough, but um, is there a built bias to the way they make decisions? Uh, for instance, uh, one thing we talked about or have talked about, uh, at least in a private group that I'm in, is like engineers, for instance, they tend to they tend to analyze things and view things differently uh, than maybe someone else would. Maybe like an artist or a painter. So that's a big time factor to take into consideration is who are they? Who is this person you're reaching out to or trying to find? Who is this ideal customer? How do they make decisions? Uh, last three uh, do they have their own language uh what we mean by that is is there specific lingo uh, that they respond to um what are what are those keywords what are those trigger words that only they know like for instance like you probably or right. we have words in the financial industry that only we know so we can say those words and it kind of speaks to a specific group of people. Uh, Last two, uh, who else is selling to them? Who else is marketing to them? And what are they saying? And why or why not? Is it working? Uh, Last one. um, Actually, this this one's kind of uh, the same. I kind of put those two together, but who else has been trying to sell to them and why is it working or why is it not working?
0: Very interesting. So, uh, and that's quite the list there, too. I mean, that's pretty extensive, and it's pretty thought-provoking, too. Just as you're going through there, I'm I'm going along in my head and kind of following along about, you know, the depth at some of those questions. So um, let's try to build on that. Okay. How do you personally, and you're welcome to cite examples if you have any off the top of your head, but maybe mm-hmm. how do you personally get into, because you mentioned, like, the ideal client or the ideal customer that you are trying to actively market to. So how do you personally try to get into their headspace? Because obviously those are all thought provoking questions and you're trying to figure out what are those pain points in their, in their lives. Um, so how do you kind of do your, your work on the back in, back in there once you identify an ideal client or customer um, how do you try to yeah. work into that? Answering okay. That question.
1: Yeah. Good. Good question. Um, I would say, so on the technical side, um, there's some technical ways to do that. You can, um, you can actually. So Facebook's going to target you, kind of like we co- we're going to cover this more. Facebook's going to target you. They're going to put ads in front of you based on your interest. So you can actually go intentionally follow or click on certain things and intentionally get that in your feed in your Facebook feed I personally do this Uh, you can so like for instance if you're trying to target someone uh, maybe you're trying to sell a car you know I don't know you can go follow um, and plug into these different interest categories and see what see what um, they're talking about. See what's getting put in front of these people. See what's they're being marketed to. See what's working and and what doesn't work. Like, see what see what kind of stuff the your ideal customers having put in front of them. That's a really good. That's that's what we call in the in the industry kind. Of, it's not really funnel hacking, but it's close to it. It's more like audience hacking. Is that's the technical way to do it. Uh, on the artsy artsy side, um, I can't tell you. How many hours and days um, and I still do, I like, I don't want to say obsess, but this right here is like what I think if, if I'm quote unquote thinking about anything or trying to <clears throat> trying to get better is I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about what my ideal customer is thinking about what is going on inside their head like we talked Hmm. about before you to be to 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 really get good at this you need to be able to enter the conversation that's already going on inside their head and you should and it's actually recommended um, but you, you should be able to write a short autobiography on this person You look at them like a person, just one person, one human being. And obviously there's not just one of them out there. There's a significant niche of them out there. Um, That's what I would say. Uh, There's kind of that technical way to do it. Get in there, get inside of Facebook, follow those interest areas and see what... See what's getting put in front of them, and also on the technical side, you can actually you can go get in groups. Now, I don't recommend because this is the most annoying thing on the planet is people that go jump in these these private groups and then try to market inside of those groups. Right? We've all seen that, right? Where it's like um, let's yeah, you know yeah. say it's it's a group about Facebook advertising. It's just a private group to learn and and whatnot. And then of course you get these trolls that come in there try to try to sell to you. Okay, don't yes. do that. Get in there to learn. To see where the pain points are, see what people's concerns are. What are they trying to? What are they trying to learn? What are they, what problems are they trying to fix? That's specific to this uh, blue ocean that you're trying to target to. And on the on the the intangible, so to say, artsy side is that you just have to think about it. Like you just have to like literally obsess about this and like think about this person what is go? what's going on in their life right now, today, this moment, like what are they doing? Right. They're probably, you know, are they sitting at work just like having, you know, just, however they could get out, you know, or whatever it is, like, what, what does sure. that mean in their life? And just constantly obsessing about that and you will learn it you'll know this person like, you know, like they're, like they're your best friend. That's, that's really the only way to do it.
0: Right. So let's go back to the ideal client scenario Mm -hmm. because that's really what we're talking about is because I think you have to have a nice framework to identify who that is um, before you can build on top of that for the rest of the stuff and I love how you're referring to it as an art and a science because it is there's a big creative piece to it um, which speaks to the art side Um, and, and then there's also the technical side to it which speaks to the science side and I guess on the science side of things the technical side like how would I want to look or do you have suggestions for someone that's looking to try to identify their ideal client or customer? Um, or do you have any resources or suggestions about how to kind of try, try to build that out for someone?
1: Um, yeah, I would say, I would say this, this line right here, the, what is your unique, solution to their unique problem and i think this goes hand in hand with really the the blockage that a lot of people that are struggling especially when you have an industry that's heavy on sales that requires another human being to purchase something from you or get some kind of action which is essentially our whole economy but especially if your product or your business relies on another human being to like Take some kind of direct action. Yeah, you have to know exactly what that unique thing is about that unique problem that they have, and that sounds super like hyper simple, but right. really you sit down with a lot of people, and this is what this is what this is. This makes you um, determine that okay, so who who is this person? Um, and it makes you step back and look at yourself and what you have to offer and say, Hmm. what is like, what is my unique thing? Because like we've talked about before, the whole concept of this blue ocean is not going after the whole sector. It's going after a specific sector. And if we haven't determined that, then we don't know what our specific little thing is. So what I would say, um, there's really, you know, this, honestly, these 10 questions are about as close to a technical thing as you can get what it really requires. Here's a good example. So I helped a friend of mine who's he's in insurance uh-huh. and he he had money and he had, you know, he'd heard about the funnel thing and he, he found out I was doing funnels and he wanted me to help him. So I helped him set. I mean, we set up the whole thing, the whole infrastructure landing page and Facebook page and all this stuff. And I wasn't really managing it with him. It was kind of like, okay, everything set up, let it roll. You start getting leads, man, call them up. And he, he hit me up like a month or two later and he was like, Hey man, I think I'm going to turn this thing off. He's like, I'm just not getting any good leads. And that always just kind of stuck with me. And it made me think, so what's a good lead? You know, so like, what's a, if you're, what's a good lead, what's a bad lead. And the funny thing about that is if you're getting bad badly, you're not getting good leads and you're not, you haven't done this. You haven't determined exactly who you're trying to get, because if you knew exactly who you're trying to get, then you all of those leads would just be flooding in and it would be exactly these people. And that it's really that simple. It's really, it's not easy. You could even look at it like in marriage, as weird as this is going to sound. We, sure. like, we know what makes our spouse happy, right? We, we really actually know deep down exactly what they want. We just, for whatever reason in our human nature, it's not in our nature to do that for them, you know, or whatever it may be. We're like all the our,
0: time, right?
1: Yeah. It's, it's not in our nature to want to know this person. It's it's in our nature to want to to set up a little webpage thingy and for people to show up and sit down and listen to what we have to say, right? That's our, that's our business approach. That's the it.
0: fantasy we have in our head.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, and that was, that's the, that, that is like, that's the problem with the industry is that we is trying to put it. We want it to like um, we want to We want people to sit down and listen to like what solution we think is good for them instead of trying to figure out what is the solution they want and then guiding um, our specific little unique solution to that specific little problem that they have, right? And that's the only way to determine that is by getting in there and answering these questions and saying, uh, "Who is this person?" and exactly what is this unique problem? So I that's one that that little thing has always stuck out to me. That when he, at first of all, I was disappointed. I was like, "Man, this is like you know you you've literally you're right there like the holy grail of what yeah. we're all looking for is like." You, you take the whole piece of like having to try to go find new business and it's coming into you and you're just like going to give up on it. You know, it's like, we just need to do some tweaks and he just kind of gave up on it. But it's, um, to, yeah, to kind of round about that down. Um, the secret is, is really is, is, it sounds so, too simple, right? It sounds yeah. too simple. And it's not easy. It, it's almost like a, if, if I said, I want you to go write a 20 page book. Theoretically, that sounds pretty simple. But if it has to, you have to answer all these questions and really write a really good book addressing yeah. these questions, it's hard because it requires yeah. you to sit down and shut up and think yes and we don't it's hard we live in a world like really try to sit down and not look at your phone not do anything except think hyper think about one specific thing for like an hour or two right. hours it's almost right. impossible and that's yes, what this, this, that's what this requires it's like if you could just make yourself do it's kind of like working out It's like, literally, if you could just do it, if you could somehow just do it for like a week or two weeks, you're going to do it and then you're going to feel good about it and it's going to be done. You're kind of like, you're over the hump. And this is the piece. This is the hump that we won't sit down and do. Right. (laughs) Um, right. That's it. It's like, we have to know this first. And it's really, um, it really goes back really hardcore to the concept of like, you can have like a fancy website that looks great and is visually appealing in all of these things, it will not ever come close to doing as well as a website or a funnel, whatever you want to call it, that addresses this hyper-specifically.
0: Right. And that's, and that's, and that's the blue ocean.
1: Yes. Right. That anything that is hyper-focused and hyper, um, what's the word? optimized towards that specific blue ocean will blow anything outside of the water. I don't care how awesome your website is or how pretty it is, all that stuff. The, the blue ocean kills it every time. You know,
0: it uh, makes me think of that quote that you mentioned in the last episode about a bad ad makes a little bit of sense to a lot of people and a good ad makes a whole lot of sense to a very small few number of people. Exactly. Um, And and that's it. So,
1: yeah. And I think, um, this so this will bridge well really well into the technical part which is okay once we know this okay how right. do we utilize this this thing called face you know Facebook ads and all this stuff and once you see the technical part of the Facebook backend of the um, capabilities in the I'm trying to think of the right word, but the, all of the layers and the different ways that you can hyper target this blue ocean. You might say because our human nature wants to say, well, this is too specific. I'm missing out on so many people. But when you see the technical right. back end, when you say you when you can see that you can layer your audience four or five times and you still got a potential audience of two to five million people, that's still a lot of people. Right. right. And that's the goal that we're shooting for. And I think right. I think this will bridge well into into the next piece, which is like kind of like the technical side of Facebook and implementing the blue ocean on the technical part of Facebook.
0: Yes, and I and I agree with you. And uh, I, I want to thank you for your time today for being back here with me, Chris. Um, always enjoy talking to you about this stuff. I find it absolutely fascinating um, the depth of your knowledge around this stuff. So I look forward Thanks. to continuing the conversation with you um in our next episode and our next it would be part three uh around the blue ocean in facebook ads podcast so thank you again and i'll see you next time
1: okay see ya